0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, it's the greatest conversation of all time about the greatest collection of all time of greatest games of all time. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going pretty
1: good. How are you, Patrick?
0: I am also. I'm doing well. It is going good. I went for a run today.
1: Is it? Uh, and I want to hear all about that. But just real. No, fast. no. Let's discard that. Let's discard the <laughs> no, run no, thing. No, I do. I do. <laughs> I want to hear. I'm curious. But uh, is it okay? I'm doing. It's going good or would i say
0: it's going
1: well well i should be saying it's going
0: well uh yeah i mean i think so well right uh-huh. is the adjective or okay. er, wait the adverb okay right so i'm doing well or it is going well it describes the verb of going or doing but if you are if i'd say how are you you could say i am good but if you say I'm doing good, that means like you're doing good deeds. <laughs> Which I am. <laughs> That's the one thing I will always say about Mark is that he is doing good deeds. However, I'm lousy th- with him. <laughs> I think well as an adjective can mean like physically well, right? Mm, like mm-hmm. physically healthy. Yeah. So, I don't know. Language is an evolving creature. Right, it's, yeah, exactly. Look, nothing means anything. Right, nothing means anything. If I say I'm doing good, then fine. I'm doing good. Yeah, that'd be good deeds. We live in a world where couldn't care less. Or could care less. Right. Where we don't, we don't care, even know anymore. Yeah,
1: where could care less is generally accepted.
0: Right, which is insane because <sighs> it means that you care a certain amount.
1: And you could care more. But at least we have porgs we do have to center us.
0: Uh it's cute. It is cute. I like pushing its belly and making it dance and talk. If you don't know what that was, uh we uh talked about it in the last episode. Uh, there's a, a small uh robotic org from Star Wars here at the uh, in the in the booth with us and <laughs> occasionally it'll uh you know chirp and, and make some noise. But Mark, that's not why we're here. Let's get into our topic, the Super NES Classic Edition. So first things first, getting a hold of one of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I both had the luxury of pre-ordering them. That's right. Uh, which we realized in a panic while we were recording this show <laughs> several weeks ago that they were available. Stopped what we were doing um, and pre-ordered these things for pickup from Best Buy, um, which I think is one of the few like non-buggy outlets for pre-orders on this thing, right?
1: Yeah, I. Um, yeah, we didn't seem to see very many reports of pre-orders getting canceled or, or even delayed. delayed like a lot
0: of amazon uh, pre-orders are being pushed back for yeah. a couple months well
1: that seems kind of dirty because they didn't uh ship out any pre-orders and they haven't been for sale on amazon at all but they definitely had a lot for their amazon treasure trucks
0: yeah, I the mean, morning it's, of the twenty ninth, it's kind of the same story, or a variations on the same story as like the GameStop and um, ThinkGeek. That like GameStop obviously had access to more, but they chose to sell them in their ThinkGeek bundles, uh, so that you would also get, you know, a big Mega Man helmet. Well, I also think that was kind of gross because on the morning
1: or whatever of the twenty ninth, they both GameStop and ThinkGeek released some anyways that you could purchase without yeah without having to buy a bundle and we saw amazon do the same kind of thing with the nes classic edition when in july or whenever it was yeah they had a a bunch available for the treasure truck i don't know i think that's kind of and then walmart of course is was a nightmare for people Mm -hmm. um even people who got pre-orders in some of them got put on back order it's it's all been best buy turned out to be an okay place to pre-order
0: from. Uh yep. Um and so uh I live pretty near the the Best Buy from which we both uh pre-ordered this thing. Uh so I swung by on Thursday night just to see Thursday night the twenty eighth. Um just to see if there were people in line. Um and sure enough there were people um you know standing and sitting outside on chairs and stuff um presumably all night long to get this thing. Uh ditto the Toys R Us, which is right next door. Toys R Us, if you recall, is not, was not taking pre-orders. Um, but uh, it was nice to just sort of like drive by and be like, I'm going to go home and sleep in my bed and come here over lunch and <laughs>
1: pick it up. I mean, we that, that was definitely a luxury that a lot of people were not yeah, afforded. Sure. So we were very lucky to get ours in. But in general, obviously not everybody is going to be able to get one on launch day. That's mm-hmm. just not a thing that exists anywhere ever. But... Uh, it seems like a lot more people. Yeah, you did maybe have to wait out for a long time outside of a store, but a lot of people who wanted one way more than ever had an NES Classic Edition were able to walk away probably day one than were able to get an NES Classic total.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we can expect to see more of these things as as the weeks go by and as we get closer to the holiday season. I'm sure they're we're, we're just going to see even, even more of them. So, um, yeah, a little bit of the, like, drama of just obtaining one of these things is, you know, kind of sucked out of, of the room a little bit.
1: Yeah, it, it feels that way, mm-hmm. um, especially from the perspective
0: of having one. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but sp- we are speaking from a, a position wherein we were both able to uh, secure these things. Um, I picked mine up, like I said, on Friday over my lunch break. Um, I think you picked yours up a little bit earlier mm-hmm. um, and, you know, walked right in uh, to to the counter. They apologized for the wait. I was there for like three minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so overall impressions of this thing from like a hardware perspective, right?
1: Yeah. So um, if you have an NES Classic Edition, I feel like the, I mean, okay. By itself, the system by itself looks great. Yep. Um, it's smaller than I thought it would be, which is a weird thing saying. Uh, but even in comparison to the NES Classic Edition, yeah, it, it is, is smaller. smaller. Yeah, like the uh proportions or like, um, I can't. Yeah, I, just the the scale is yeah is, the scale is smaller. seems well, smaller. And
0: I wonder if like it it uh you know, its height maxes out at the same height and its width maxes out at the at the same width. It's just that there are like. You know, the Super Nintendo is kind of, like, carved in a little bit. And, of course, we are talking about the North American uh, version of this, which is the only one that has the, like, purple slidey um, buttons. And uh, it's, the, it's the only one that looks like that, the uh, European and uh, Japanese one, look the same or to each other and different from this one. <laughs> it all makes sense if you see a picture. Yeah. Yeah, just, just Google some pictures. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it is still a little weird to me that it, it has no cartridge. Um, that it it like the top of the machine looks empty, which when you're playing it is never what a Super Nintendo looks like. Um, and then there's the controller port issue. Let's talk about this. So it has what appear to be Super Nintendo controller ports, little itty bitty ones on the front. But as it uses the sort of like Wii connection or Wii mote um, connection things, you have to like open a like secret hatch to get to these things. And the way it opens is not intuitive. Um, You've got to kind of, like, stick your fingernails under these, like, little, like, slots. And then kind of, like, pull, uh, like, forward and up. And then flip it down. And it's, like, attached on a hinge.
1: Um, So it's always connected to the Super Uh Nintendo. And that seems, I don't know. Hopefully it won't. I try to be careful. But, like, that seems prone to breaking.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, cuz like I'm not going to leave controllers plugged in and like that thing open. I'm going to close it up every time I'm done with it.
1: Yeah, and the especially the first time you're like breaking it open, you're not entirely sure how it's supposed to work. You're that you you
0: assume that you are in fact breaking it open.
1: <laughs> so it uh it looks re- the one thing I will say about the controller port is it looks seamless. Yeah. When it's closed. And I guess in my head I was expecting it I don't know almost to be like a VCR uh you know like shutter or whatever where it would push in sure yeah and
0: you would just like and you would just like plow through and it would yeah, just yeah and
1: then when you pulled it out it would the uh, spring
0: load shut on its own exactly yeah um
1: but I I mean I think it's functional I I talking about the controllers themselves yes it feels they feel so good they feel just like SNES controllers,
0: as I remember them,
1: more textured than I remember them.
0: Yeah, so we we pulled out, I've got uh, my old Super Nintendo, and so we pulled out a uh, one of my 30-year-old controllers uh, right now, just to sort of compare the texture, and I don't know if it's because, you know, that controller has been handled by, you know, children and men for, <laughs> for 30 years, but the texture on it has uh, dulled. And right? I
1: assume it is. That it has been dulled by time mm-hmm. and we just have never had. And skin flakes. Uh, yeah, an original one to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I was super excited to see in the controllers, because I remember hearing when it was first announced that uh, for those of you who, in Europe or who have never seen a North American SNES in person, The controllers obviously are like different. They don't have the color combinations of the other ones. Right. And also the uh, X and Y button are convex.
0: Right. So instead of being sort of like bubbled up, they kind of scoop in. Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, like I never thought about it before because I didn't realize that the other, the controllers in Europe and Japan were not that way. They were all concave. They were all bubble. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing when the, Uh, classic edition was first announced that the north american controllers just for like simplicity's sake they would all be concave they would all be bubble but and so i was really excited to open it up and like get the controllers out and see that they actually had like done they paid that attention to detail
0: that it mirrors the the yeah the buttons are Mm -hmm. like
1: convex and concave which is really cool it's a cool bit of design because you can tell what button you're yeah. holding without having to look at it. You can just feel the difference between the two.
0: Right. And, you know, it's not, like, so totally complicated because it's, you know, as complex as, like, the D-pad, right? It's only four different buttons in four, like, cardinal directions. Um, but, yeah, there is something, like, kind of comforting about having that extra little sensory reminder of, like, you're pushing X and Y now or you're pushing A and B now. Well, just that they really had paid,
1: like, complete homage to this machine mm-hmm. and all of its little, like, idiosyncrasies
0: what? syncratic or idiosyncrasies yeah
1: idiosyncrasies yeah. between regions
0: yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah on like a, a hardware perspective in in that way the it's it's good uh the the controllers are solid cords are a little bit longer than they were Yeah, on. i think
1: like a foot and a half longer
0: yeah i'm still using my super long hdmi cable to just pull the whole machine over because like if i want to be able to hit the reset button to change games or Um, use save states or whatever and
1: i just like roll my office chair (laughs) off in like front of my tv basically yeah (laughs) um which is sometimes a little too close for some of these games Star Fox, which we will get into i'm sure a little bit later but overall uh you know just like they did with the nes classic edition it's a great looking piece of hardware yeah that does a great job of capturing you know like i know some people don't like the north american design but everything that i remember about the machine.
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point, like it or not like it, that's the thing from my childhood. So, you know, <laughs> at this point to me, it doesn't matter which one looks better. <laughs> that one looks like my childhood. <laughs> um. So speaking of looks like my childhood, uh, maybe that's as good a transition as any to get into uh, what these games look and feel and play like now. Um. So, you know, obviously we haven't had an opportunity to play every game on here yet um either to completion or even uh, some some even at all um but uh yeah what what are your like thoughts once you actually like get to flip through the library here like it feels like so with the NES classic edition
1: there are games that i really like on there the like Mario 3 is of course a classic mm-hmm. um I'm, but for the most part no <laughs> there are uh, other games yeah like for the most part outside of that there was some there were games that I was like interested in trying, but very few that felt precious to me mm-hmm. like there were so many that just felt like disposable and like I'm never gonna play this, I'm never gonna touch this right uh with the super n e s classic edition, I feel the complete opposite like I felt a little overwhelmed absolutely and like a little bit like a kid who you know, by gets taken to their parent by a toy store and it's like, you can pick out anything you want from here. Right. Because it's like, but I, I want like, them all. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna like I wanna try them all. I wanna play with them all. Right. And there are so many like bigger, longer, like meteor experiences.
0: Yeah, well and with that, I've so I I love that there are bigger, longer meteor experiences on this, but there are fewer like pick up and play experiences, right? Like the NES classic even if you're like, I'm never really gonna play Balloon Fight, I'm never really gonna play Ice Climber, I'm never really gonna play Bubble Bobble, I'm never really gonna play Mario Brothers, those are games. Excite bike, you could go on. <laughs> the list could go on forever. But like those are games that if you had um if you had the machine on at a party and it was just going through attract screens so that someone would be like, oh, I'd play that for five minutes. I don't think there are any games like that on this, with the exception of like maybe Contra and uh, like Street Fighter, maybe like Punch-Out, like everything else is like an experience that you're investing in. Well, especially there are a lot of RPGs mm-hmm.
1: or in even like a game like Zelda, which is RPG-esque. Right. And, uh, where... and Secret of Mana. like Oh yeah, yeah, like Secret of Mana, where it's harder to just sit down, play it for a little bit and then be like, well, now I'm going to jump over and play uh Secret of Mana. For a couple of minutes, oh, I'm gonna pop back over to Earthbound. Like it right. doesn't really work that way, which is awesome. And uh, like, do I want to play Earthbound? Absolutely. So will I put the time in to do it? Yes, but it's it's just a different experience than yeah. what we are having with the cl- with the NES.
0: It's a, yeah, it's totally a different way. Like the only, I guess when when you and I played uh, Zelda for uh, the original Legend of Zelda for our um uh NCS classic edition uh series earlier. That was one where it was like coming back to the game after a while and um like felt like a real experience where we're sort of on and off playing the original Final Fantasy on there right now, which is another like revisiting it kind of thing, but that's not how I view that machine. You know, I, I view it as like a as a one-off experience box. Um and the SNES classic edition is not at all like that um to the point where uh i don't find myself using the save state uh, at, at all and maybe that'll change when i get into playing like super castlevania um or like some other stuff but like as it is i'm kind of happy to just use the save points that are built into these games um, and which most of them do have yeah there's a little icon on each game that indicates whether it is whether it supports uh like saving within the game um, and it's like 15 out of 21 of them do it. Um, and it's always like, oh, okay, great. Why? <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I guess uh, Mega Man X, it was a good um, example of a game that probably should have had it, but just had like a password feature. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to be using save scrubbing a lot in Mega Man X. In Mega Man X. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. So what, uh, what have you gotten an opportunity to play?
1: So, I I think the thing I've played the most because I got caught up in it, I love Super Castlevania 4. Yeah. I think it's an amazing game. It's definitely it's probably my favorite Castlevania ever. Um that game is rad as hell. Mm-hmm. Like the music is awesome. The graphics are so like specific to the time. Yeah, yeah. In like a really fun way like it has like the mode 7 thing. Like it's going like one of those rooms where you have to hold on to you like um flick your whip. Uh-huh. Hold on to, uh, like a, uh, I don't even know, like an yeah, anchor Yeah, like, like a grapple point. Yeah, yeah, like a
0: grapple point, and then the whole room, like, spins around you. So that's, uh, I'm, I'm not a, a huge Castlevania fan, and haven't, uh, really sampled it here. Um, but, uh, so it, it, it does make good use of, like, the, the Mode 7 graphics in this. Some, not all of the Mode 7 stuff has aged all that well, I don't think. Um, like, Mario Kart's really tough to play looking the way it does. Um s- spent a little time Sarah was playing uh Mario Kart and uh, I played a little bit of it too. And like it's the way Mode 7 works is it takes a single uh single image and makes it one polygon, right? Um so that you can move around um a two-dimensional image as though it's 3D, right? But it means that there's no There's no, like, volume or height to anything within the plane, right? So, like, in Mario Kart, there'll be, like, these occasional objects that, you know, represent something in, like, 3D space. But, like, most walls don't really exist in in the game. You know, like, it's just sort of, like, painting on the ground that you know you can't cross.
1: Well, and I feel like that's where... Seeing these images blown up onto like a sixty-inch screen, (laughs) and when I am in my like an office chair sitting, I don't know, like five or six feet away, it's too. It uh, it really shows the flaws.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I've been playing a lot of um Super Mario RPG, which is a game that I love. Um, and you know, I always thought that the sprite work was super um like fun in in that, and it's kind of the same deal as um. Donkey Kong Country where they you know had pre-rendered models and they just turned them into 16-bit graphics um but it being blown up so big on the screen like I don't really love the way it looks now um and uh yeah I one game that I, I'm surprised at how good it looks uh using mode 7 is uh F-Zero um the uh just it looks so fast the game looks so fast in when you have it like pumping out in hd <laughs> um that like all of the kind of textures that you're z- zooming by um are very like bright and vibrant and the game just feels like i i know it's still like blocky and stuff but it just looks good for what it's doing so are you playing in like with a crt
1: filter pixel perfect four by three
0: uh i uh, go back and forth between pixel perfect and four by three i don't have any need for that uh for the crt i don't think yeah how how are you playing i i i
1: I do the four four by three Mm -hmm. um the pixel perfect i'm not crazy about because it kind of makes every it stretches everything like long Mm -hmm. a little bit um so yeah i've been playing in four by three and i've also been playing with like the cityscape frame oh yeah that you can pull up it's like a I don't know, kind of just like blue and black. Escape yeah. kind of like at night. I find it very. It was perfect for when I was messing around in Earthbound.
0: Yeah, that is perfect.
1: And uh, it, it just kind of like fades in the background for me. I don't even like really notice it yeah. in the other games
0: after a little bit. I I've been playing with the like wood grain one, mm-hmm. um, which is uh that also just kind of like fades into the background, um, as they all do, you know, after uh, just a little bit of of play with them.
1: But I, like, I'm definitely no technical expert mm-hmm. uh, and i don't really have an eye for that kind of thing but as far as i can tell like the emulation is
0: it's perfect it's right? perfect yeah. yeah uh yeah no i like i'm not noticing any like uh, glitches or weird things that would come with like emulating pirating the games and like getting them off of uh you know some, something online um yeah everything super seems super clean um, and, like, switching between games is, like, fast and easy and, and, uh, fun.
1: Okay, so, the big, I guess, like, surprise when this thing was announced, mm-hmm. uh, and leading up to it, one of the areas of excitement was Star Fox 2. Star Fox 2! The cancelled game that was completed. Nobody had ever seen it before, uh, except in, like, the leak beta, mm-hmm. which we now know was definitely not, like, the completed version. Um, In order to access Star Fox 2, you have to play through the first level, Corneria, of Star Fox, Mm -hmm. the original Star Fox. Mm -hmm. And, man, was that a good reminder of how much I do not like Star Fox on Super Nintendo.
0: Okay, so I expected this to be true for me as well, that I was like, ah, Star Fox is... The only good Star Fox is Star Fox 64. It's a dead Star Fox. (laughs) That's right. That's right. We're Starship Troopers now. The only good bug is a dead bug. Um, I put on Star Fox to beat the first level and access Star Fox 2. Um, And I ended up playing through the whole game. Whoa. I had way more fun than I expected to. Um, And like I love the The game doesn't look like what it thinks it looks like, you know? Um, but just the uh the like arcadey simplicity of like you're on a track and you're just like shooting things, um, is really fun for me. Um and I don't have a hard time buying into the game's graphical limitations when I'm having that fun.
1: Yeah, I wonder if I need to buy one of those wireless controllers and stand way, way back. (laughs) That might be because I found it almost like incoherent. Yeah. Um Yeah, and I've never been a big Star Fox like original Super Nintendo Star Fox fan. Mm-hmm. It just has always felt like not great to control. Uh even in the best of circumstances, I find the graphics muddy and difficult to comprehend. Um so I don't know, it's difficult for me to want to go back and like reevaluate it. Sure. Uh I have much better memories of Star Fox 64, but I honestly wonder how that one holds up as uh, well.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's the, the 3D remake of it on uh, the 3DS, but I think going back to the original Star Fox on Nintendo 64 would be a that, that wouldn't be a But at good least they were able either. to use like actual polygons. Right. So the thing with Star Fox and Star Fox 2 is that they utilize what's called the SFX chip um which are Super FX which is it super fx super fx chip um which uh technological marvel at the time allowed the super nintendo to display multiple polygons Um, or like fakes it well i mean it it fakes it It, yeah oh you're right there's a very
1: limited amount of polygons i think it can display. right it's
0: like it's like 50 or something like that on on screen at a time which you know like that's not enough for mario's hand now um so it's it is some incredibly primitive three d um and i don't know i i I can totally respect like not wanting to go back to the original star like it is borderline not worth it right um but let's talk a little bit about star fox two, which is you know the the hidden gem on the not gem i guess it's the hidden <laughs> it's the special thing on here um what do you think of Star Fox 2, Mark? I think that... So, Star Fox
1: 2 was using the FX2 chip, mm-hmm. um, which was also used for uh, Yoshi's Island. Mm-hmm. And graphically, I think it looks a lot better. Um, it's, it's not the game I thought it was going to be. Sure. In that, that it is... So, in Star Fox, you know, you pick a path, and you just, like, follow that path linearly. Until you reach the end of the game. And then there's, like, three paths that you can choose from with some, some, like... Yeah,
0: there's some, like, forking paths. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: This game is much more of, like... I don't want to oversell it. It is, like, a strategy game. But you can uh, go to any area that you want to, basically. And uh, if you focus your energies all in one direction, you will you can still lose because as you are making moves as you are going to different areas so too are the enemies
0: right uh so a lot of th- those mechanics are present in the ds game Star Fox command um that actually lets you like draw your your ship's path on like a a, a bigger map um and uh, so it it is you know we have seen those sorts of uh, those mechanics come back and be revisited in a slightly more successful form, but like it's still this is a failure of command and I feel like it's a failure of Star Fox too that the individual encounters are rough, right? So when you actually run headlong into an enemy unit, uh, then you're flying around a 3D space or uh, in the little chicken walkery thing. Um, And those encounters are where the game gets—that's where it's less fun.
1: Yeah, I again, and this is coming to somebody who does not like Star Fox on the Super Nintendo. I kind of thought Star Fox Two was garbage. Oh yeah, okay. (laughs) Like I, uh, I think better or more interesting in some respects than the original Star Fox. It's interesting to me to see how. All of these mechanics that, you know, got left in a canceled Star Fox game, like uh, the little chicken walker and mm-hmm. um, the more strategy elements that got put into command. And the walker didn't come back until, what, Star Fox Zero is the first time we saw it again? Yeah, I think that's right. You know, yeah, and, it's not in 64. So it's interesting to me to see, like, almost the prototype version of these things. But the game itself, I find to be very not fun.
0: Right. And uh if you're turning on your your SNES Classic Edition, you've got so many other huge experiences that you could be spending time with that it's kind of like all right, thank you for the the tour of, you know, a, an Elts World 1996, <laughs> but you know, I can play Secret of Mana. <laughs> yeah, like I think it's really cool that it exists and I think yeah. it's really cool that they released it.
1: Um but, you know, and take my opinion for what it's worth cuz I don't like star fox all that much in general Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. but do i ever want to
0: revisit either one of these games not really uh i think i'm gonna play the original star fox a couple more times i i had fun and yeah so if
1: you really so you really liked the original and continue to enjoy the original star fox so what was your take on star fox 2
0: i actually didn't get a chance to uh dig into star fox 2 yet um, like I said, it was my, it was the first thing that I wanted to do was play the first level of Star Fox and then jump right into Star Fox two. And I ended up playing all the way through Star Fox. It's so temp. I mean, <laughs> I, I would
1: imagine, I wonder if they have the statistics on this, like how many people that's like the first thing that they do yeah, because yeah. the, uh, there's space for it on the main menu yeah, for it's Star like a, Fox it's two. It's like a wrapped present. It's a wrapped present. Yeah, And that's just so like you just want to open yeah. that up. You want to tear it open. You want to know what's in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a surprise. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, you've played some Castlevania. I've played some Super Mario RPG. Um, what what other games have you uh, gotten a chance to to dig into here?
1: So I also started up Mega Man X, which is a game that I would never played before. It's a good game. It is a good game. It was. It's also funny. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't played that many. Mega Man or Mega Man esque games mm-hmm. because it was very funny. I had been playing Steamworld Dig 2 and it has kind of like that same wall cling slash climb yeah. mechanic. Mm-hmm. And then when it showed up in Mega Man X, I was like, what? What? All like-
0: games are like this now, man.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, that's definitely one that I think. I will be save scrubbing and also using the SNES classics rewind feature, which I have not taken and yeah. I haven't used yet, but which I can see would have a lot of utility in some of Mega Man's more triggery bosses.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well and yeah, this is some of the Mega Man X bosses are, are tough, especially when you get past the uh, like eight robot bosses and into the like Sigma's layer or whatever it's whatever the end of that game is called. <laughs> um yeah, that that's a good game. Um and I'm looking forward to getting into it. Uh have you played any of the we mentioned kind of up top that this game is or that this system is sort of a collection of the greatest games of all time, right? Or, or games that you could label greatest game of all time. Um for me, those include like Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Link to the Past, and Final Fantasy 3. Like those are all candidates for or Earthbound I guess as well. Um for, like, greatest games of all time, right? Um, have you gone into any of those? Yeah, I have, like, five to seven minutes. In each you know, one? like, <laughs> saves in each one.
1: So, like, Earthbound, uh, you know, like, gone through the menus, named my characters, named my favorite meal, that kind right. of stuff. Named your dog. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then uh, made it up close to the asteroid, went back home to talk to my mom, and then I was like, okay. I'm gonna go like sample something else, right? Um, played th- through a little bit of Super Mario World, and that I think for me is one of the kind of few experiences on the Classic Edition that is kind of just like pick up, do a little bit, and then yeah, um, move on to something else.
0: Yeah, I th- I think I may have mentioned this last week or-, or some other time, but like since Super Mario World came out on the 3DS, I think I've played through it five times. Like I love that game. Um, yeah you know, Sarah and I uh turned it on and played a little two player. Um and we got through the first two worlds. Um I let her like kind of do the regular path and I like did the star world stuff while she was uh, doing you know donut land. Um but yeah, that that's a game that I love and will come back to in you know little little bursts here and there for sure.
1: And for Super Mario World, it was the moment where like Uh, I could really tell that the controller felt right. Yeah. Because with the NES Classic Edition, I was pretty young when the Nintendo was out, and I played it, but my most formative memories are with the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So that's the controller. And, like, I played a lot of Super Mario All-Stars, so the version of, like, the first three Mario games that I remember best are the All-Star versions that that controller, with that controller. Mm -hmm. And so you know like there were times in super mario brothers 3 where you'd have to do something like on on the nes classic edition where you know you have to duck slide or pick up a uh shell while you're flying yeah you know where it just didn't it was difficult for me to do it on the nes classic controller because i didn't have that muscle memory
0: yeah it's so weird like the difference between like holding one button with your thumb and like pushing the other one when they're side by side and when they're on like an angle yeah it makes a little bit different difference
1: and so but playing with the uh super nintendo controller again like it it was so it came back so easily yeah and it felt how i remember it feeling or how like my muscle memory was used to and uh so yeah i'm really looking forward to diving more into world
0: yeah world for sure super great game what about uh like link to the past and super metroid haven't even touched yet because i
1: feel like especially with link to the past
0: there's no good like stopping point no i'll just play it until it's done (laughs) I'll just play it until I forget what everyone looks like, and (laughs) my world is just Zelda.
1: Well, and the other thing that I haven't touched yet that I'm really excited to
0: play is Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World 2. So I did get into uh, Yoshi's Island this morning. I woke up early and was like... I've been playing a lot of this thing, a lot of games on this box, and I'm still just like, I need, I need all the hours in all the days, and I'll never finish all these games. Well, because this is
1: a game that I guess I didn't even really realize that I think outside of the Game Boy Advance
0: remake, it hasn't been available. Right. So, And the Game Boy Advance remake uh, doesn't have the Super FX2 chip uh like in in the uh in the actual cartridge so they kind of faked some of the graphical features of of the game um and it has less buttons yeah that's right right fewer buttons there um and the only version of this thing that was available you could play the the GBA port on the Wii U uh, eShop for virtual console I guess um and I have done some of that but playing it actually on the Super Nintendo emulated um, hardware is great. Like, I, I played through the first two worlds. Um, the game is so, like, big and long and is... You know how, like, uh, Yoshi games have, like, a, a certain... Like, there's a value placed on, like, exploring and, like, 100%ing uh, levels and collecting stuff. Um this game does such a good job of marrying the, like, Mario World style of gameplay with that, like, Yoshi collect-a-thon that, like, all other Yoshi games have sort of veered too far into the, like, slow collection. Um, this is still, like, a high-speed, like, action-packed game, but with all of those collect elements. It's really fun. It's just crazy to me that it hasn't been available in this form yeah.
1: for 20 years.
0: Yeah, since, since the cart originally came out speaking of since the, since the card originally came out the so all these games you know are like have title screens and have their years on them star fox 2 says 1996 on it is that weird <laughs> i guess that's when it was intended to come out uh, yeah it didn't though
1: <laughs>
0: uh so yeah it, if if uh, when you get a chance to uh play yoshi's island I, I will be super curious to uh hear about your experiences with it um so this means that uh, there are, like we said, those two like kind of tentpole experiences that we haven't touched yet, um, Super Metroid and Link to the Past, um, but that leaves still so many big RPGs untouched, right? Um, I haven't started up Earthbound yet, because uh, I feel like I want to wait until I can commit time to just that. Um, Final Fantasy three, I haven't even touched yet, only because I love that game so much. Me too.
1: That... I don't know it feels like sacrilege to just play a couple minutes and then bounce to something else.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I'm I'm really God, we were just talking about on on the news episode that like there are all these games coming out on Switch and like then on top of that like oh, Super Mario Run is fun again. Um that's just like oh, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going when I'm going to sink 80 hours <laughs> into Final Fantasy 3 or Secret of Mana or Earthbound. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit like when when is this going to happen? And it can be, you know, years from now that we eventually get to these things. But, uh, but
1: I definitely am feeling right now that I could just like unplug from new products yeah. and have
0: plenty to play for three or four months. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like all, all games that I'm like super excited about and and happy with. I will say that one and I uh, two thoughts one is
1: i think a lot of that is i haven't really purchased a lot on virtual console Mm -hmm. like uh i think you were playing or played through earthbound
0: within the past year yeah on the on your new 3ds yeah there was a a little bit is on there and there was a little bit when the new 3ds came out where i just had a policy of if they release a super nintendo game on it i'm going to buy it (laughs) um and i knocked that off eventually because i was like what do i need breath of fire two for?
1: Um never gonna play that. <laughs> but you know, because I you know, I don't have a new 3DS in mm-hmm. a lot of these games. I don't know, I didn't have a Wii U, so yeah. Virtual console, I haven't played a lot of these for a long time. You know, if you're somebody who has been collecting virtual console titles as they become available and uh maybe you play through other means, then it will feel less special to you. Because you'll have had these games available to you all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there is something about having the designated hardware for it. Um, I mean, I I like the ability to take those Super Nintendo games on the go with the new 3DS. But like, oh man, I also love throwing it up on the TV.
1: Well, that was my that's my second thing is I think the Switch is beginning to spoil me for gaming, and this was a good example of how because. Like, I was playing uh, Mega Man X, and boy, did I really just want to, like, be able to
0: pick it up and, you know, take it it to to bed or something, you know? Um, Or, like, put something on the TV.
1: Yeah. 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 Like, it feels... It's how gaming has been forever, but it feels very limited to me right now to have to play these games on the Switch. All it tells me is if they re-release these titles on virtual console, I won't. They are just gonna again. double dip, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won Niten- Nintendo <laughs> you, you won. won. And, and you always come out on top <laughs> eventually. Um All right. I think that uh that pretty much summarizes our, our experiences with this uh, with this thing. I'm very happy with it. Um I look forward to like you know, we're we're recording on, on Sunday instead of Monday. I'm looking forward to my Monday night that <laughs> I can spend spend some hours with Super Mario RPG. Well, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves and we had already had a
1: uh we have an entire episode about a hypothetical N sixty four classic edition. Mm-hmm. And we kinda of came down on the side of it's probably not going to happen. Right. But you know, that trademark is out there. Sure. Uh looming. Like the sword of Damocles. Yeah. And you know, if they do an N sixty four, I think it'll be the first time that they have to make real compromises. Sure, and like real, like I guess like hard choices about wh- what it it will be and how it'll look like. But if they did one, I a hundred percent would you know do everything in my power to get one. Oh, you're
0: there is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think I made this case before, but I don't know that I will be. Uh, I I think that might maybe one where I'm like. I think I'm okay. Uh, I can play these games in other formats in other places. Mark, that's going to wrap up our conversation of the SNES Classic Edition. Of course, we would always love to hear uh, your experiences with this thing. Mark and I just walked into Best Buy and they gave them to us. And also they kissed our feet and, uh, <laughs> and, fe- apologized. Fed- and apologized and uh, gave us peeled grapes uh, fed right to our mouths. <laughs> Um, but if you had a more difficult experience, we'd uh, love to hear about that. Um, or if you're loving this thing, that's good too. We'd love to hear about it. Our email address is nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com. gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us at Nincart Society or get to our Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, <clears throat> so we, last week, we talked a little bit about our fantasy Super Smash Brothers draft um we each selected a lineup of characters that had never before appeared in um Super Smash Bros uh and we got just a, you know we got some feedback from people on on all these uh, different platforms um one uh one note or one uh on Twitter um suggested uh there should be characters from Chrono Trigger on in in our lineups um mark are you well versed enough in chrono trigger to have a a character that you would pick for, for your lineup in there i don't know uh what's the name of the frog his name is frog oh there you go <laughs> <laughs> uh, i would also go frog 100 percent. he's uh, a frog uh,
1: but i i actually kind of feel sheepish that we uh, didn't include anybody from Chrono Trigger.
0: I feel like that's a good poll. Yeah, and it's, it's a, a formative game on the on the Super Nintendo. It's weird that it's not on the uh, SNES Classic. It's third-party, technically, but I put Ulbrich on there, and he's uh, um, a Switch uh, Square Enix character, so, you know, why not? Um, I put James Bond, so... You did put James <laughs> Bond, and I did not object. Um uh we also got uh a a note from Pete uh saying i can't believe no one picked Travis touchdown
1: oh man yeah that's a huge glaring omission especially since we had talked about uh Travis what what is
0: the new game called uh no more or Travis returns yeah travis no more returns, more returns
1: just being like a stealth way for a suit of 51 to try to get travis touchdown into
0: the next right to sort of like smash brothers game mainstream them a little bit uh yeah so those are those are some suggestions for uh characters that we missed pretty glaring omissions mark we're awful (laughs) we did a bad job ah boo us (laughs) um also i thought after we had that conversation one of us should have had paper mario on our lists yeah we were talking about that as soon as the uh as soon as we were done recording yeah um because like it's just uh far enough away from real Mario that like, ah, oh, he's just different enough and just right enough, and you know he'd be floating around like paper it'd be perfect <laughs> um, but so yeah, if you have any uh, any more suggestions for characters that we missed, we'd love to hear about it all those same places, Nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com, or tweeting at Nincart Society, or getting us on Facebook uh All right, let's move out of this little recap section here. And that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. You can hit us up in all those places we mentioned already. We'd love for you to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Share the episode with friends. This is like part B of our anniversary episode. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, happy anniversary to us. Uh, Good present that you can get us. The first year anniversary, I believe, traditionally, the gift is sharing and rating and reviewing, right? I believe that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that would be great. Uh, if you like Mark and Mind's opinion, opinions, you can always check out our comic book reviews and discussions on Reconpunch.com Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our music is provided by 8 Betty. You can check out his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. And we're the hosts of Talk 30 Rock to Me. Do you crave cheese late at night? Do you have lots of thoughts on your mind grapes? Do you think a rape whistle can double as an accessory? Do you miss 30 Rock? We sure do. We miss it so much, we started a podcast about it. New episodes every Tuesday. Subscribe today.